We're back. Double cover, double cover, double cover. Mama, we made it. The network picked us up. Well, we're like established. We, we need the signs that says like clap, cheer, laugh. J-Mac here, D-Mac to the right. Welcome to Double Coverage. Mama, we made it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode two of Double Coverage Podcast with myself, your host, J-Mac, my sidekick over here, I'm D-Mac. Really, I'm really the host, but go ahead. Let's not waste time getting into all of that. But we're back, episode two, the next season of the podcast. Uh, as you guys know, you can find us this season on Nessun. And then also, as always, YouTube, iTunes, audio, video, we're there. Follow us on social media, at McCordy Twins, Twitter, Facebook. Instagram, and then also check out the McCordyTwins.com website to see all that Dev and myself are doing. Yeah, we're doing a lot, man, but let's get right into it. We got less time than we used to have doing this podcast stuff, so... It's blocks now, like this is TV, it's yeah, cable, real, you gotta get you gotta get right. But successful week one in the NFL, what do for, you think? For sure, there were no uh, positive tests, everybody was able to who, play in the game. Who would think the lead off for a successful week one was no positive COVID test? You knew you knew Saturday night that we were set, everybody could play in the game, and we were good to go for Sunday at 1 p.m. at Gillette Stadium. Not the normal life, but it was just cool just seeing all of the games throughout the league, um, people being able to watch football. I know yes. you guys were excited being able to see football, see your favorite players, your favorite teams going out there playing, and we got a dub. Yeah, without a doubt. It was kind of a normal Sunday. Got families sitting around the TV, watching football, talking about the officiating, talking about what players aren't doing good, who missed the tackle, who threw the interception. So, so Right away, you're talking about some bad calls out there? Uh, we won't get into that. I don't want to get fined. But college football was back as well. A little bit different. Your favorite schools you didn't really get to see. There weren't any Big Ten schools. Rutgers didn't play this weekend. We, we watched a thriller. So for you guys that don't know, Saturday being in a hotel – um, everyone's kind of usually in a huge uh, cafeteria room, but now it's kind of split. Um, but we had the Campbell versus, I forgot who they played. Me too. But Campbell was playing, and I mean, you got two onside kicks. Thriller. You got double overtime. You got drop passes for the win. <laughs> um, but it was cool just to see all of the sports back going, colleges going, NFL going. Um, and I think this is what you come to expect. And I would go out there on a limb and say, starting with Thursday night, the game was pretty good football, yeah. watching that game. Yeah. And I would say overall, for no preseason games, that was I, really saw, good. I saw my guy Ben Watson tweet, preseason not needed. I saw good football week one. See, that's because Ben's a high-round draft pick. You, you high-round draft picks don't understand how important these preseason games are. For me, pick 203, uh, having those preseason games, a chance for me to really go out there and make my name and be able to make the team was huge. So I still want those preseason games, but football looked good on Sunday. Yeah, and I, I think it'll be interesting going forward. Does the PA and, and the players start to push back on preseason? And does it now give the NFL a chance to say, well – here goes those two extra regular season games. Let's knock this thing down to two preseason games. So. By the time all of that happens, I'll be somewhere sitting on the couch. Oh, maybe on the beach. That's not what you're doing. Hey, that's you save not your bad. money. That's not bad. Better call up Brandon Copeland. He has a whole financial literacy program at UPenn. Hey, when I finish here, that's what I'll be doing. But in uh, other news outside of the football world, what else happened? Naomi Osaka won the U.S. Open again. Um, and very powerful. She wore a mask. Uh, representing a different person, Trayvon Martin, um, Brianna Taylor, Taylor, so many different people. And the families reached out to her and told her how powerful it was, how much it inspired them. And uh, I thought one of the best things she said after her match is they asked her what she wanted uh, people to take away. And she then turned the question and said, 
what did you take away? What did you get from me wearing a mask? And I thought that was awesome to see. Yeah, those tough, challenging questions in a time like this is always awesome to see. And, uh, she's so young, so to see her excelling her sport so much and actually having awareness uh, is pretty cool. So, uh, But in other Boston sports, Celtics moving on to the Eastern wrapped, Conference Finals. Wrapped final, up the so Toronto Raptors. Took out the defending champs, which is, which is huge, you know? But I, I tell you this, though. Celtics starting it off, right? Boston sports, Celtics mm-hmm. in their uh, Eastern Conference Finals. But like all Boston sports, it all marries up. So as you know, Boston will be playing in Miami Heat. They'll be playing for the, the chance to go to the finals. But before that could take place Tuesday night, the Patriots had to play the Miami Dolphins Sunday afternoon. And it was key for us to get off to a good start and let the Celtics know, hey, this is how it's done. We handle Miami now. You handle Miami next. That's a great segue. And we're going to move this show right along. We want to talk a little bit about the Miami Dolphins, who we just played uh, this past weekend. But to do so, we want to invite a special guest coming on to the show virtually, our guy Chase Wino Wino Winovich. No, it's Wino. 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 <laughs> he told you that. There he goes. Hey, hey, thank you for the introduction. Yes, as he said, it's Wino, um, not Wino, contrary to popular belief. But yes, you know, as they said, I am Chase and I am so fired up to talk to you guys today uh, about Rutgers national championships that they have in the background right there. They got all the trophies from their time at at Rutgers um, and not how great Michigan is. We're going to leave that uh, for a different podcast. So yeah, we have the same same amount of national championships, right? Us us and Chase. Yeah, that sounds about right. More Super Bowls here, though. But now we appreciate you coming on, man. And we just wanted to talk about. How was it being back out there on the field? Uh, no fans, but as your teammates know, you're a ball of energy and you bring a lot of energy to the defense. So how did it feel just to be back out there playing football? It felt really cool just, you know, being able to actually go against other competition. You know, it's a weird thing where you would think it would be a bigger deal, but honestly, it was kind of nice in a maybe you guys can relate, maybe you can't, but like after making plays and uh, just from a communication standpoint, it was really cool just kind of having like this, there's no artificial energy, I guess the best way you you could put it. So it's like the team that, um, you know, can really bring that, you know, energy play after play, down after down, and just, you know, just really line up and just get ready to go again, um, you know, without like, the home field advantage, I guess you could say, um, you know, it, it strips that element in a certain way. It'll be interesting this week when we go out to uh, Seattle and, and the lack of fans there versus how it normally is, as you guys know, with, with it being so loud. But um, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, for sure. And for you now, going into year two this year, what was it like being out there for the first game compared to a year ago when you were a rookie and you're trying to figure things out, having a little bit more expectations and obviously having a bigger role? What was that like for you on Sunday? It was definitely an interesting challenge, I guess you could say, is like the process of becoming a pro. And you guys make it look so natural, and that's why you guys were both voted captain. And, um, you know, obviously your demeanors and and just the way you guys, your mindset and how you guys obviously operate as athletes on the field, um, you guys kind of have that process down to a pattern. Uh, Where for me, it's like I, I didn't. 
I don't know, I, I go, you know, going through college and, you know, coming eventually to the NFL, like, A, no one, I always said, no one really teaches you kind of how to be famous or how to deal with these certain pressures that come with just being like a kind of a high, higher profile athlete, I guess you could say. Um, but, you know, as I spent like that first year, kind of like, uh, at, at times it felt like I was, you know, sort of like stumbling my way through, uh, you know, just making sure, you know, just, just as a rookie, like whatever. Um, I felt like I made some strides in my process. And so whenever I went out there on Sunday, um, I felt like it really allowed me to, to, to focus on my assignments and just really honing in and playing fast. Um, and for me, that's when I'm at my best. For sure. Speaking of fame, uh, tell us a little bit about your YouTube channel. We know you're kind of becoming famous in that world and people love to see you talk and do whatever it is that you do when you're outside of the building. Yeah, so the YouTube series is pretty cool because I always said it's kind of a weird concept and maybe you guys can relate to this. I guess you're a little closer than I am, but I'm from Pittsburgh, went to Michigan and then ended up here in New England. And, and it's kind of a weird concept when you're like drafted to a certain place and, uh, you know, you kind of have to embody this team. But I, I had literally spent one day, you know, in Boston when my brother played here as a kid. So like now I'm like kind of I'm, you're not the face of this this area, but like as an athlete for that team, you kind of, you know, embody some of the, the team's traditions and culture, or at least you try to, um, you know, you try to adopt those. And so the show was kind of a way for me to kind of, you know, introduce myself to New England, but at the same time, use this platform in this like travel series-ish uh, to kind of introduce New England to me. Um, and it was, it was pretty interesting. And not only that, but it was also, I always said, you know, I called it winnow on a quest because I felt like whenever I got to New England, where I needed to be and where the team needed me to be, I wasn't quite there. So I, I figured um, like there was a, a cool thing about like the process of, of discovering how to like refine that process uh, was something that, I, you know, I felt like not only can you kind of use it as a platform to kind of give back, but you could flex a little creativity in there and, and you know, maybe make some people laugh. So... No, that's that's so true, man. And we can't let you come on. I know we're both, you know, we lack hair, uh, <laughs> both bald. But I know everybody watching is going to want to know the hair, what it means to you. And then what are the top products that you use? Like, how do you keep the flow going? Like, I know a lot of men and women are going to know how you take care of your hair, man. Yeah, I guess um that's one of those things that just like kind of fame like it, i don't think anybody really teaches you as a man like when you start growing your hair out like how to take care of it you know my dad never had long hair i, I don't know none of my i guess my brother didn't either um so like when i was growing out i kind of really didn't know what i was doing at first i just started slicking it back um i liked the way you know it was kind of allowed me to get past that awkward stage um and once i once I grew it out, it kind of coincided with me seeing the field more on defense. And so as my hair kind of, you know, represented my image there, it, it kind of grew a part of me in that sense where it's like part of that pivotal year where I, you know, it was kind of this forming of my new identity. Um, and I've been dyeing my hair since I was, you know, in high school as a tradition during camp, we'd always dye our hair, um, like bleach it blonde. So like sometimes like it, it's, it's probably been, some form of uh bleach in it at some point or another uh throughout the years but um that's just kind of part of the the tradition i guess of 
maybe being a Jaguar. But um, in terms of products, you know, I, I've been using Aveda for a while now. Uh, Aribe, uh, you know, I like their products as well. Uh, you know, Aveda's all natural, so uh, this isn't an ad. This is just, um, you know, trying to uh, to throw some healthy consideration for for you know all natural organic products. Um, you know, there's there's definitely a higher quality there, but. Um, yeah, it's part of my 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 spirit. I think I, you know, when I'm when I'm out there on the field, my mom always says I look like a stallion when I run because it's just like you know, I'm like, I, I don't know, I don't know what that means, but you guys can can do the guessing. And I, maybe my hair plays a part in that. Uh, I don't know, but dude, honestly, like having no hair is probably a lot easier in terms of, of maintenance. Plus, like, I mean, you guys rock it. I think you guys got a much better head for. Um, you know, being bald than I do. So hopefully, you know, at least mine sticks around for a couple it. more years. That's true. Yeah, you man, don't. Hopefully but. we'll come back someday. We'll be visiting old retired guys and maybe you'll be bald, but for now we're going to pray for all moms who now have to deal with their son saying, I want the window haircut. <laughs> um, but we do want to ask you another kind of silly question. Well, I guess not silly. It's going to be real. Is Julian Edelman the biggest role model for you in New England? Well, that's kind of a trick question because Tom left. I, I felt like, I felt like Tom was the man. I, I felt like Tom was the man. You know, it's just like, in, in plus once you get to know that side of Tom, like, obviously I'm not disclosing anything on here, but like, he, he's just is such a cool guy and he's very down to earth and like, you know, he, he definitely welcomed me in. I I know we shared the Michigan bond and just beating up on Rutgers, um, and you know we had a lot of fun doing that and stuff like in our in our own years, but. Um, just coming to you know coming together on the Patriots was was cool but uh Julian's yeah he's definitely a role model in that sense too where you know there's a certain uh type of commitment and passion and, and holding yourself kind of uh to that accountable standard I know no one's harder on Julian um than he is on himself and I'm kind of the same way in that sense um and, you know we're, we're pretty self-motivated and and you know, I liken myself to being, you know, a bit of a warrior, if you consider like just the, the people that we, uh, you know, have to go against and, and just the, the size and just like, just the, the willingness as just as football players to just, you know, come back hit after hit. Um, it's not like an automobile, you got a car and you crash the car, uh, you're gonna have to take that to the repair shop, that's gonna be out for a couple of weeks. But like with us, like, you know, we, we just come, we, you know, we, we get a solid hit and we're just coming back for some more. Um, and you know, so he's definitely somebody I look up to, but before we continue, I had a question. Can one of you guys grow your hair out and the other can't? Cause it's like, sometimes I, I see, uh, you know, a little bit more that, you know, that's, I always wanted to ask you guys that. So I figured I put you guys on the spot here. No, nah, it's a struggle for both of us. There's no, there's no hair in our future. Uh, those days are, are long gone. So all three of my kids got to see me with hair and I knew after that it was okay to let it go. Yeah, if there was a if there was a pill you could take, if there was a pill you could take that came out tomorrow, would you guys consider doing that? Nah, the no. ball the baldy is fresh on me, man. Women love the bald yeah. guys, and my wife's happy, so I'm I'm all good. How do you get the shine? We'll to teach it? you how like, to rock this. Do you, uh, what's, how do you guys get the shine? What's the secret with that? That's just natural, bro. Like. You know, some people, like you just said, you got to learn how to deal with fame and all that stuff. 
Some of us come with a just natural shine, man. Spotlight. Yeah, because some people's baldness, it glistens. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can kind of, like, see your reflection, see if you got any teeth, you know, stuff in your teeth. And then some people, it's just like, it, there's, it's just dull. You know, mm -hmm. and I... You, you don't want you don't want the, the dull baldy, but hey man, we won't hold you up anymore. We appreciate you coming out, taking the time uh, to come on double cover. So man, keep the work up, keep the relentless effort that you play with, and it's been a pleasure being teammates with you so far, man. Appreciate you coming on, Chase. Thanks, buddy. The pleasure is mine. Thank you guys so much for having me on and being great teammates. Thanks, guys. This week, it is going to our old teammate, Steve Guskowski. Rough start uh, to his career in Tennessee. Uh, my former team, the Titans, but uh, out in Denver, high altitude. Steve is able to come up clutch at the end of the game. And I know I saw he said uh, he was embarrassed by his performance, but it's still big to be able to go through those woes early on, missing four kicks, one getting blocked. Uh, an extra point and two field goals, and then being able to come back with seconds left on the clock and be able to knock the game-winning field goal through the upright. So the Dan O'Brien keeping it awesome moment of the week goes to Steve Goskowski. And now up next, we got your questions straight from Twitter. We want to get right into those. So our first question from one Simus, father of identical twins here. How can I nurture competitiveness between both siblings in a manner that is fair and healthy. What do you think about that, J Mac? Man, I know for us, uh, we always competed growing up, whether it was video games, whether it was sports, it was always a healthy competition for us. But our mom always made sure that those competitions never ended in fights. And uh, she always told us if it was a fight, she was going to be one to end the fight. So let them go out there, let them compete. Because I think for us over the years, we've learned how to compete, but we've also learned how to push each other and try to bring out the best in one another. So let those healthy competitions start. Just don't allow it to become any more than that and make sure they're not fighting and make sure they're not doing it in public. And I would say the biggest thing is make them share, share their toys. I think that creates a bond between twins that even though they're going to go after each other, they're going to have fun doing that. They come back. They learn how to share because if they want to play a video game, they got to share one console. They want to do, you know, action figures. They got to share those. So make sure that's always involved in there. Without a doubt. And our second question comes from Dirk. Did you feel that there was still a home field advantage with no fans on Sunday? So I think the home field advantage comes from just knowing what you're getting into, mm -hmm. knowing like, no hey, travel, no hotel stay. I know I'm getting to the stadium. I'm going through this routine um, for the away team. You still didn't know. Obviously, there's a lot of former Patriots there, so they knew yeah. some more than others. But you still had to kind of go through that. What's it going to be like COVID? Is there going to be more buses that we have to get on? Um, are we going to have to go through screening? We, like, you talk about those things. You just don't know. It's a yeah. first away game uh, with the coronavirus. So I think we had the home field advantage in that way. Um, but as far as, like, the momentum. Once the game starts, it's not there. I yeah. mean, you're running out the tunnel. There's no cheers. There's no clapping. A big play happens. I mean, you can hear everything being said <laughs> on the field from the sideline. So I think it's going to be – that's going to be one of the bigger adjustments this season is getting used to playing without fans in the stadium. And Chase alluded to it, bringing your own energy and knowing that that energy is not going to come from the outside. Mike Pellegrino, one of the secondary coaches, said to me, he heard me make a check on the field all the way up in the boxes. So it is something that I think everyone's going to have to continue to get used to. Yep. Home field advantage, going to Seattle. Let's talk a little bit about Seattle. What's going on upcoming uh, game? Yeah, leaving Friday, going cross country to play the Seahawks. And I would say one thing that sticks out, similar to us in the fact that they've been good for a long time now, mm -hmm. 
good on offense, good on defense, good on special teams. A lot of dynamic players across the board. A ton of dynamic players. Top, I would say top players in the league, really on both sides of the ball. Yep. Obviously with Wilson, Lockett, um, with Carson Met, in Metcalf, the backfield. Yep. You have a lot of greats. And then, you know, you got that defense that's been known. And Jamal Adams, Wagner. I mean, it's, it's all over the place. The, the Griffin twins are there. So you always got to shout out twins when they're in the league. So uh, definitely going to be a big upcoming game. Uh, a lot going on on the West Coast right now with the air quality and different things. So we'd be remiss not to say, you know, prayers for everybody that's going through that. But uh, a, a big game coming up uh, versus a very good team. Sunday night football, right? Sunday night football. And usually it would be rocking in there. So yeah, that's a lot. No fans, so we're going to bring our own energy, and it'll be better a little bit than that 12-man energy probably. Yeah, definitely. So we're going to have to, and that's what it's going to be. So uh, we appreciate you guys tuning back in uh, to another episode of Double Coverage with your host, as always, J-Mac, and the sidekick over here. The more uh, important one, D-Mac. And as you guys know, you can see us on Nesson weekly, and also you can go on YouTube for the video version, iTunes for the audio version, and as always, you got any last message? For Man, if people? you're bored right now, you haven't told someone, tell mama we made it. Tell your mom that today, man. That's key to whatever's going on in life. So loud. And make sure when you guys go check that out, you hit that subscribe button and follow us on all those social media platforms that we discussed. See you next week.